Getting the smile and confidence you've been dreaming about all from the comfort of your home isn't a total mystery with Bite Clear Aligners. Just don't be surprised if all your friends start asking, what's your secret? Begin by ordering your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95. Bite Clear Aligners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer flexible financing, accept eligible insurance, and you can pay with your HSA FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot Start your confidence journey today with Byte. Hey, all seven rounds in heaven is back. We're brought to you by Sports Drink. I'm not going to be the next head coach at LSU. Next question. It is I, Rob Paul, a.k.a. the coaching carousel connoisseur. And with me, as always, is AJ... Michigan is playoff bound, Marchese. I'm very scared about Iowa. I'm not going to lie to you, Rob. Well, some of us don't even have a chance and have just thrown ourselves fully into the coaching carousel and transfer <laughs> portal. So It's a good year for it. Today we're talking all the NFL draft prospects who throttled, coddled, and bottled in week 13 of college football. Let's hit it. Going out. To Vegas, gonna set my draft, gonna set my draft on fire. Seven, 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 seven rounds in heaven with my lady driving out to Vegas, baby, looking for a Stingley or Thibodeau. Who's gonna bat it on draft day? Who's gonna wager future picks away? Who's gonna reach for a blue blood lineman? The home team. Let's go seven rounds. Let's go seven rounds together. Let's go seven rounds forever. And that's a song. It's not every day you can double your money, but with my bookie, you double your money instantly thanks to their double deposit bonus for all new users. With my bookie's double deposit bonus, when you sign up at mybookie.ag and use promo code SPORTSDRINK, you'll instantly receive double your initial deposit so you can kickstart your betting experience with all the best games, leagues, and casino options to choose from. The Patriots are taking on the Bills this Monday night as they continue their quest to reclaim the AFC East title. Buffalo has looked like a legit Super Bowl contender. However, look for them to cover the spread. Thanks for the insight, my buddy. (laughs) Set yourself up for success by doubling your first deposit when using promo code SPORTSDRINK at MyBookie. That's promo code SPORTSDRINK to double your initial deposit all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything anywhere anytime with my bookie aj if you were a gambling man would mm-hmm. you uh would you have bet that old jim Nagy land two potential top 100 picks at quarterback no way i don't you know me i can't i can't buy into the nags here but he always beats the odds um we hey before we dive in let's just state that we'll be saving all our hottest coaching carousel takes for the coaching carousel podcast once all the coaching vacancies have been filled this offseason 
But yeah. AJ AJ's initial take, it was a DM off uh, off air, uh, was that Brian Kelly was the perfect man for the job. <laughs> yeah. In Baton Rouge. It, it's a perfect culture fit. What can I say? And AJ also said the way Brian handled it was a very respectful and thoughtful. Waking up before sunrise is the Notre Dame way. To, 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 for no information. It's very Catholic of them, I think. All right. Senior Bowl acceptances. Uh, diving right in. Like I mentioned. Uh, Liberty quarterback Malik Willis, Cincinnati quarterback Desmond Ritter, Cincinnati receiver Alec Pierce, Ohio State tight end Jeremy Rucker, Oklahoma tight end slash H-back Jeremiah Hall, Oklahoma guard Marquise Hayes, Minnesota offensive tackle and mammoth human Daniel Falale, Oklahoma defensive lineman Perion Winfrey, Minnesota defensive end S.E. Otomwo, really testing me today minnesota dn boy Moffy, cincinnati edge my j sanders unc linebacker jeremiah gamel cincinnati linebacker darian beavers cincinnati corner kobe bryant kobe clemson corner mario goodrich and cincinnati safety brian cook aj who are you most excited for i am happy to to see all of the bearcats i think all those guys are good fucking football players and all of them have had a really good season. I feel like I've mentioned all of them in, in some capacity. I feel like Ritter's the one that's gotten the least positive talk this year from us out of all those guys. You know, Brian's had his game. Yeah, go ahead. Sorry. Pr- probably partially because it feels like he's been overhyped in the media. Yeah, but no, it, sure. I guess that the, he, that's a product of it being a bad quarterback class and him being a, a big name at a program that's skyrocketed. Yeah, I mean, obviously in the past, in the history of the show, we talked about him a lot. But uh, mm-hmm. this year, obviously, Cook, uh, we've mentioned a few times, he loved him over the summer. I love Kobe, him. Kobe Bryant's had a great year. Uh, Beavers just kept making plays. I, I'm pretty, And obviously, My Jay's My Jay. Like, I'm yeah, pretty excited it, for all those dudes. My Jay Sanders is a potential first-round guy you throw into the mix. I think Brian Cook's one of the biggest risers in the country this year at safety, especially in a, a not-clear safety class after Muddy. Kyle Hamilton. Yeah. Uh, and then and offensive side of the ball, obviously Willis and Ritter are the big stories. You get Malik Willis there, who's a potential first-round quarterback, potentially the second quarterback, or even the first quarterback off the board at this Huge point. Huge week for him. Um, where he's going to look awesome in, in, in shorts. Um, and, I mean, he's one of the most physically imposing quarterbacks in recent memory. Mm-hmm. Getting to see him uh, there, I, I think, will will be really interesting. Um, just in terms of seeing how consistent he can be as a touch passer. Because we know he's got the rocket arm, and this season hasn't gone as well as I think most most of those Liberty fans out there would have hoped. Um, thank God they can at least prey on it. Uh, but getting to see him there with, with some of these um, smaller school receivers too, I, I just want to see in those one-on-ones, how's his placement? How's his placement um, when it, it's isolated throws? How's his footwork look? Because we know he's got all the physical tools. Um, his balls – wow, that was going to sound weird. Uh, <laughs> no comment. But, but, but we've seen him make some conflicting throws throughout the year. He's got conflicting uh, balls. See yeah, that's for sure. Yes, correct. It's kind of a similar thing for Ritter. Like both of them yeah. have great, um, great arms. Uh, are good athletes, and in a weak quarterback class, both could be top five quarterbacks. Um, this is a week where they can prove themselves as 
potential top 50 more more likely top 50 for Ritter first round for Willis yeah um Aside from them, Daniel Falale, I think, is mm-hmm. one of the most interesting guys they've added. Six four or or six nine, <laughs> yeah. borderline four hundred pound Australian tackle from Minnesota, who uh, was out last year um, due to COVID, and, and has come back and kind of rebuilt his stock this year. And getting to see him in one on ones and how yeah. he handles speed and how he handles guys who can kind of out leverage him and get underneath them, that's going to be really interesting. I think. I feel like. He is either going to absolutely shine or absolutely struggle. I don't think we're going to come yeah. out of that week being like, you know, Daniel Falele, he looked okay. No, he's either well, yeah, going to be. Well, one, he's going to stand out more than anyone on the field. <laughs> yes. I feel like, like, I, I lean towards him coming out of that week being a first round pick. I'm just saying, I, I lean, if you, you're going to make a gun to my head right now, I lean that way. But uh, there is also the chance that he just uh, is completely mismatched because one on one situations aren't like aren't great sometimes for guys like him but alas no i think he'll i think he'll look pretty damn good flip side and, i'll give and, you one. Oh, sorry go ahead. go ahead rob oh i just I, I just wanted to add that uh getting ruckert there too is huge because <laughs> yeah. they basically they it's basically added all, all the tight ends yeah. who are in that combo um to be the first off the board and getting to see them all kind of side by side and a guy who who's known more for his blocking and lack of Pass catching opportunities, getting to see how he looks running routes, no, no, catching no. the ball in these one ones. It's gonna I don't, be awesome. I don't think they should let him run any routes. Just, just let him block the whole time. Hell yeah. Um, defensively, uh, you know, uh, Perion Winfrey, who I was actually was going to name, who had a really nice game, I thought against Oklahoma State, up and down but flashy. So I think that's a good, um, good one to add for Nagster. I think he is going to be very, very fun to see in one on ones, and I think this week's performance kind of highlighted it where. He had the two TFLs, um, had some offside calls, but also some like big time get off flashy plays. Um, so like that, just that type of skill set at the ideal position in a in a pretty open group. He's got a, a, all the room to climb. Um, I, I'm excited. It, it, it's still. I was thinking about this today. Just I think part of it was because the quarterbacks being added. Um, just really got me thinking about it. It's still. It, it feels like it's close, but, I mean, it's not even bowl season yet. The college no. football season did fly by, but, like, practice isn't until February 1st. Yeah. It's still so far away, and it, but the, the group's shaping up to be really strong, so hopefully it stays that way. Usually, I was, I was about to say, oh, it's two months away, but it's not even this year. It's in, into February, which is yeah, weird. Yeah, it's, it's, it is weird. Um, all the you know, NFL's fault. Weird? It's all Rogers' fault, Rob. Good point. Uh, you know what's not weird? Uh, no, tell me. Talking college football, regular season for the one last time. We made it 13 weeks, AJ. 14 if you count week zero. Went by in a blink of a blink of an eye, Rob. It did. Um, bad season, not really worth talking about. Great season, lots to talk about here. Uh, <laughs> point being, let's start. Let's start in the great state of Michigan with my best freshman of the week. Who you got? My fresh, my freshman of the year, Louis Nichols. Louis yeah, Nichols. baby, freshman the, of the, the year. And <laughs> the directional Michigan Trophy Bowl of the MAC. What's that actually called? The MAC shit. The MAC Michigan Trophy. Central Michigan finally won it. They hadn't won it. Uh, uh, I think for the last three years, Westerns had it. They won it this year on the legs of Lou Nichols on a cold day. Uh, 
and uh, he had 44 carries, 194 yards of touchdown. He's a third-year freshman. Gotta love that. I don't think he declares, but I hope he does next year because I think Lou Nichols is a legit running NFL running back. I've talked about him for like three or four straight weeks now. Yeah. Um, watching him uh, bulldoze in the final Mac weekday game of the year was great. Um, from the best running back in the country, like you just said, uh, I'm going to give you the guy who is the lock for tight end one for 2024, Rob. Brock Bowers at Georgia. Lock it in. It's, I think it's already over. <laughs> it's a little premature, but it's over. I think he's the top 10 off the board in 2024 draft, if he declares, of course. Uh, three catches, 100 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, he took a 10-yard in route and just ran through the entire Georgia Tech defense. Uh, 77 yards. Uh, the route was cr- clean, too, crisp, like just a nice little break, easy. Hit him, and he was gone. It, it's kind of ridiculous. And his second touchdown, uh, fade at the goal line. He looks like a wide receiver, man. Not, not just and all his movement skills. He looks like a wide receiver. He's just a back shoulder. He gets up, pirouettes, gets his foot down. Uh, great play. He's he's a monster. I, I think he's the best tight end in the country right now. And... I, again, it's so far to go, but I think you can lock him in for tight end one, and at least going into the year for his for his draft year. Yeah, um, he he's he's been incredible, and it, it I I don't want to say it was out of nowhere because I know he's a big recruit, but mm. nobody I think expected this Georgia offense because because I mean Stetson Bennett wasn't supposed to be the starting quarterback. Yeah, and hey, not only that, though, Georgia has a long history of getting big-time tight ends and throwing them the ball 12 times in the season. Yeah, very true. I mean, the, the other thing, too, being like Darnell Washington was mm-hmm. one of the best freshman tight ends last year, and everyone mm-hmm. expected him to be the dude versus all of a sudden Brock Bowers and entered the year, and once he started getting touches, you couldn't not play him because he's amazing. Yeah. And the, 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 the body control, the pure athleticism on the – on the um, just the, the outrun the entire Georgia Tech defense, like yeah. on his big catch and run, it was ridiculous. He, he eliminated angles from the safeties. Um, speaking of safeties, going back to the great state of Michigan, I thought Rod Moore played a heck of a game for the Michigan Wolverines against the Buckeyes. Please, I'm sure there's gonna be lots of Michigan talk, so continue. This is the only guy I wrote down for anything. <laughs> Uh, Rob Moore just he he continually came out and, and made stick hits on Trevion Henderson, a, another freshman mm-hmm. who I'll mention in a second. But it, just his ability to fill, I thought was huge. In in a game where it felt like the Michigan pass rushers were wrecking the Michigan or the Ohio State passing game for the most part because the Buckeyes O-line just couldn't handle Ojabo and Aiden Hutchinson. Uh, in run support, I thought Rob Moore was, like, one of the biggest difference makers. Because for a little bit there, Trevion Henderson was starting to get going. Yeah. Um, it, it kind of fizzled down the stretch, and Ohio State didn't go to him as much. But, I don't know, Rob Moore just – as a non – like, I didn't know much about Rob Moore entering this game. And I came away thinking, this 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 is a, a great player to have next to a, a co- more of a cover man in Dax Hill. And, and then I go – and I, I search up Rod Moore, and he's 173 pounds yeah. is what the Wolverines have him listed at. And he's doing that? I, I don't know. I was just real impressed by that. Yeah, like like, like Hawkins, you know, he's 6'1", 220-ish. And he, like, that's what he's good for, you know. And he had a really, really solid game, too, and he's had a really good year. Um, like, he'll be a D3 guy. We haven't talked to him, but he's had a really good year. Um, but at his size, no, he was, he, was, he was absolutely fantastic, like he just said. And 
there definitely was that glimpse of oh no is Henderson about to about to run wild in this game but like I said Morin and company they did just a great job of bottling him up yeah and uh, just to touch on Henderson quickly um, wasn't his best game 74 on the round 54 through the air but he was like I thought he played it pretty well given the circumstances and he broke Maurice Claret's uh, freshman yep. touchdown record uh, with his 19th touchdown of the year and he uh, he lived up to all the hype that he was like built like he and ended up more. over a thousand yards yeah, yeah over a thousand yards seven pop fifteen t- rushing touchdowns and, and I think did more as a pass catcher than people expected as well. Mayan Williams bottled up too. <laughs> you know what? Okay, my Mayan yeah. Williams build doesn't make sense to me, and it never will. I kind of I, I I like Mayan Williams. Um, me too. But yeah, no, for sure, it's like hard to criticize um, Henderson specifically. Like you know, he's a freshman, man. What else do you want from him? Really? Do you have can't... any other? Do you have? Do you have any other freshmen? No. Let's jump to sophomore. And I was gonna give the the first nod just out of respect, to be polite to Jackson Smith and Jake who He's great every week, Rob. I mean, again, leading the Buckeyes in catches and yards. Uh, I don't think he was their best wide receiver, but it was another really, really, really good game from him. And uh, watching him next year is gonna be a pain in the ass again. I mean, he's he's really good. What else can you say? Yeah. So the the solace I found in this loss uh, to Michigan, where it, Michigan kind of took the reins of this game right away. Uh, Ohio State had a bunch of silly mistakes. I mean, their opening drive was um, the, uh, the the fumbled or, snap, the the fumbled snap, and then like just the it was such a nothing drive, reminiscent just, of Super Bowl forty eight for me. Nearly the the Peyton Manning safety. I felt it right away. Yeah, yeah, okay. Um, <laughs> but I, I think the saving grace for me was of, yeah, sorry. The, sa- the saving grace for me was although uh, Garrett Wilson and Chris Olave are, are both going to be in the NFL next year, CJ yes. Stroud's going to be back. Yeah, Trevion Henderson's going to be back, and Jack Smith and Jigba's going to be back, and they've they've got a loaded uh, group of receivers behind them in, sh- in terms of sure stars. Do. Yeah. Uh, so like I found I, I I found solace in that, but uh, yeah, Jackson Smith and Jigba, I think there was a little bit of hype entering the year because last year he made that one insane yeah. touchdown grab. Yeah. The, the, but the he basically one. he basically went from a a, a a guy who did nothing as a freshman for the most part, just be not not because of talent, but just because they didn't need him to, to being one of the most dynamic pass catchers in the country at twelve hundred yards on the season. Like if you were to make an all underclassman team yeah oh definitely your number one receiver right oh definitely and and i think your number one overall player would be uh will anderson who once again again like in a game where alabama could do nothing right on offense will anderson was still a beast on uh, on defense for them had three tfls a sack auburn didn't know what to do with him he helped shut down tank bigsby on the season will anderson 76 tackles 25 and a half tackles for loss, 13 sacks. This is a year where we haven't had a quarterback clearly be that dude, especially with CJ Stroud and Bryce Young coming off games that they, they struggled in, and I don't think either deserves the Heisman. I agree. Uh, neither was consistent enough for the Heisman. Um, as great as Kenneth Walker was this year, it didn't feel like a Heisman running back season by him. Nope. Would you agree? Yeah, especially with the Ohio State game leaving the bad taste in your mouth, right? Yeah, like even though he he bounced back pretty well against Penn State, like sixteen hundred yards, eight, eighteen touchdowns. I mean, Christian McCaffrey had like a thousand more yards than that and didn't win the Heisman. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and, and so to me, you come back to two things. What was the best unit in the country was Georgia's defense. And who was the best player in the country? It was Will Anderson. This is the year to give the Heisman to a defensive player. And because I think Georgia as a whole is better than any one individual, despite how dominant Jordan Davis is, that's why Will Anderson deserves the award. He's the best player in the country. Yeah, I think the only – well, no, I shouldn't say the only. Remove the defensive bias. Um, I think the only thing holding him back is if Alabama misses the playoffs. But I, to me, personally, I'm not sure if this is what's going to happen. I think it comes down to whoever is more dominant this this Saturday between Jordan Davis because it's, it's the defensive unit trophy, essentially, if he gets it, Will Anderson, and Aiden Hutchinson. I think whoever's the best player Saturday gets the trophy, in my opinion. Like, I don't think that's what's going to happen, maybe. But if any of these three guys um, – take over any of those two games, I think they deserve the Heisman. Um, they have to cast their votes by this coming Monday. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, if Will Anderson takes over absolutely against Georgia, do you think he could? And let's say, like, it's ridiculous to me that Will Anderson has to take over another game and upset the number one team in the country in theory to like justify yeah. it. But I don't who who are they giving it to if they're not giving it to a defender, do you think? Right now. I have no idea. Bryce Young, I guess. I guess. He's he's still the odds favorite. But I don't think Vegas has got a good uh good good feeling on the pulse either, to be honest. That feels like I mean, it, it, despite forty two touchdowns, that feels like such a lackluster Heisman year. I think But I guess that's the yeah. that's the year we had. Yeah, I think well, I think Will, if it, Will Anderson should have it. I totally agree. I think if it's not a defensive guy, like just between me and you, we'll come away with that was a lame Heisman. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I lots of people too, but I'm just saying, like, yeah. Okay, a couple more sophomores I'd like to mention. Jaden Delora looked, uh, yeah, very. I thought had a great game in in the Apple Cup. Not a dominant game, just two forty five passing, thirty one on the ground. But I th- I think bright future. They mm-hmm. they've somehow found some stability all of a sudden in, in, in Dickert as their new head coach. Um, whether that works out or not, I think it made sense to just name him the head coach, see what you have in a year where you probably weren't going to find someone coming to Washington State. Yes. I think like, that's the good point to make. Like, Right? Like, like in this coaching carousel? I, yeah, Washington yeah, State, can, th- they, they weren't going to land someone you know worthwhile yeah, for them. Exactly. Um, and, yeah, I thought Delora looked quite good. Uh, Will Rogers in the Egg Bowl, if he didn't have everyone dropping everything, his numbers would have been a lot better, and Mississippi State might have stood a chance in the Egg Bowl. There was a drive where he had three straight drops that could have been touchdowns. I felt so bad for him. And, and he's looked good as uh, Mike Leach's guy. And mm-hmm. um, I, I, I think... Uh, Set to put up huge numbers again next year. Like this year, he threw for over four thousand yards, seventy-five percent completion, thirty-five touchdowns. Like great year. Um, and then my final one, I want to mention. These were all weekday games, so I, 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 I had a lot of weekday games this week because of uh, American Thanksgiving. But Deuce Vaughn, Deuce Vaughn gave Kansas State a real chance of upsetting Texas, despite their quarterback being inept. Um, ran for one hundred and forty-three yards. And just kept chipping away. And he's just such a, a perfect Kansas State running back. And I love this one. Yeah, I, I do too. Um, hey, 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 we're going to we're gonna probably be way higher on Deuce Vaughn in next year's draft than anyone. So. He, I mean, he just feels so underappreciated because he's at K-State. You know? 
Yes, yes, I agree. Any sophomores you want to mention? No, you, you hit mine too. Sorry, I, I, uh, I just wanted to wax poetic on all my favorite quarterbacks and <laughs> tiny running backs. Uh, weekday warrior, obviously huge, huge uh, pool of guys to pick from this week. I stuck with two wide receivers who I think without them, their teams don't win the rivalry games. Uh, Dontario Drummond carried Old Miss against mm-hmm. Mississippi State in the Egg Bowl. Uh, 14 for 138. Matt Corral didn't play a great game. More on that in a bit. But Don, what Dontario Drummond was doing as a, a yak guy, yeah. as a as a 50-50 ball guy, he was dominant. Um, he also drew that uh, the passing range for the win, basically. Yes. And he plays a lot bigger. Like, he's listed at 6 feet. To me, he looks like he's 6'3", just the way he plays. And he's such a physical dude. I know he's an older prospect, but... Yeah, you got dunked that, on on Twitter. Yeah, I did. Shit, can't <laughs> enjoy college football without being told the guy's 25. Um, but yeah, Dr- Drummond was pretty much the reason their offense was going. Uh, and Emeka Emezi. Yes. In he's, the NC State guy. Wild... Yeah. yeah, in the Wild comeback against North Carolina, he had both touchdowns that, that gave him 14 points to literally come from a situation where it looked like there was no way they were going to win. To, to winning by four points with, uh, what was it, a 72-yard touchdown where it was a busted coverage. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, the I mean, just the alpha, the alpha dunking on on the corner on the second touchdown. Just, yeah, fucking so powerful hands and through all of that contact. Yeah, Messi's... AJ, Messi's I, I don't great. know if you know, Messi's a little old, too. Is he, actually? Yeah, he's a, he's a fifth-year starter. Oh, my God. Or fifth-year... It might be a six-year player, actually. Must must he's he's gonna get he's gonna have to go to the CFL then. Sorry. Hopefully. You know what's funny though? The NFL like has no issue drafting older players. We talk about that a lot, and I mean like yeah, it hampers some like you know first-round guys, but later in the draft they have no issue drafting drafting older no, players. No, no, <laughs> not at all. I think both those guys are gonna be uh, in the NFL on NFL rosters next oh, year. Oh yeah, definitely. I mean, I'm as the earlier than Drummond, but no, I, I definitely agree. Um. Okay. Best prospects. I didn't have a definite offensive prospect of the week. Did you? It's, it's, it's embarrassing for you to say that after watching Hassan. Has, no, I'm just kidding. Haskins wasn't my guy. No, I didn't either. I mean, Haskins was amazing, but uh, I gave it to Jahan Dotson in the snow. King of the snow. Okay, okay cool. Cool, cool. I'm glad you – we both picked receivers. It's been the year of the receiver, essentially. Um, I, I, I picked Traylon Burks. Uh, for what he did against Missouri. I got real into the Arkansas-Missouri game on Friday <laughs> afternoon. I don't know what was going on. I was home alone, just thriving. Um, but was, yeah, Dotson... Batty Do- versus Burks. It was sick. Yeah, it was sick. Dotson's a great pick. A guy who I think could really actually push for a first-round selection. I agree. He's just been that good. Uh, and in the snow, his route running was still unstoppable. Yeah, it was pretty ridiculous. Like, and just like oh, First of all, this game... Like any, I wish it was like on an, any other week of the season because most weeks this is like the game of the week. It was so much fun watching these two play in the snow, and the the amount of ridiculous catches in like a foot of snow was insane. And, and Dawson was there making ridiculous catch. Like uh, there was the first Penn State touchdown, which was fucking sick. Dove for the pylon, like looked like he was playing in perfect conditions. Like you said, his route running, he had no issues in the snow. It, it was like it wasn't even there. It was, it was really impressive. Had eight catches, 137 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, then he had that like awesome leaping catch on, on their last drive, too. Um, 
Dawson was awesome, man. I I just came away so impressed with him doing all of that in in a fucking blizzard. Um. Yeah. No, that's a good pick. I, I to to me, uh, the the three guys I was looking at were him, Traylon Burks, uh, and Garrett Wilson, but they didn't win. Um, Wilson was great. More more than later he, for sure. Yeah. Um, I went with Burks because it just just again he was banged up. He was in and out of the medical tent. So it was KJ Jefferson, by the way. Uh, KJ Jefferson's so fun. I love Arkansas. But uh, f- five for one twenty nine and a touchdown. Which I mean, that's that's peanuts for Traylon Burks. But um, at one point, the 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 play that really just unleashed them was the Missouri put a, a freshman corner one on one with Burks with no safety help, and it was it was like it, it Burks was like barely set when they snapped the ball, and it was just like a little tiny stutter about three yards into the the go route, and flew by the corner and it was like five yards of separation 52 yard touchdown and that was his big play but throughout the game he just kept coming up when kg jefferson needed him for a first down and he's just been every bit as good the receiver class in general has been every bit as good as we'd hoped and his his physicality and speed and Everything he does is just so magnificent. I love Traylon Burks. Me too. I think Burks and Wilson are a tick above the rest of the group now. And who, who do you think is going to be your wide receiver one? You think you're just going to stick with Wilson, or I'm probably going to have Wilson because I think he's a, a little more dynamic than Traylon yeah. Burks. But I think I hey, agree hey, with you. Hey, but I, I think Burks is my still, favorite. I still think you're you're sleeping on Jamison Williams being in that conversation, despite him being ejected for targeting. <laughs> um. You know what? I think that's fair, like in terms of the actual draft stock. But I think when we come down to it, uh, my grouping will be those two, and then the next group, just personally. Um, and my question to you is: Is that next group going to include Jahan Dotson? I think it will. I think it will be Rob. I think it's okay. Yeah. My question to you, please: Who goes higher, Olave or Dotson? That's a good question. Um. That's a good question. I mean, I fall back on Olave, but I wouldn't be shocked if it's Dotson. He's going to test back, right? I think that's part of why it's important for Olave to be at the Senior Bowl as well. I totally agree. And that's a week that he's going to absolutely shine in. Yes. We talked about that yes. before. Like he's going to be he's going to be one of the like obviously not just in name, obviously he'll be a headliner, but Watching him in practice and coaches talking to him and all of that and scouts, uh, he's going to be he's going to come into the week as a headline and, and leave the week even a brighter light, I think. But no, I think that that that'll be big for him. Dotson too, though. I think Dotson's going to come out there a star too. Defensively, do we yeah. both have Aiden Hutchinson as best prospect? Yeah, it's one of the best defensive prospect performances since we've started doing the podcast, like for sure, if not the best. And he is clearly at this point, he's been. Named our, our defensive prospect, I think, by far the most. Or just, I, I think we tend to always have a wide receiver for offense and yeah, Aiden sure. Hutchinson for defense. It's just, it's like, and it, it seems lazy, but... It's, well, when it's, it's three sacks every week, when it's fucking... When he's not getting there, he's just throwing Thayer Mumford into the ground. That was, that was my favorite play. When, when, when it's... Which I, I think is a play that's being slept on because... Yeah, Mumford kicked back out the left tackle later in the game, and uh, <laughs> Hutchinson just 
Rosem. Because it didn't result yeah, in that's a sack, a guy, but that was fucking That's amazing. a guy who's been a starting left tackle in the Big Ten for four years. Um, and, I mean, I, I think you're right in that, that that was probably the most holy shit play. Yeah. Um, and, and he had a couple pressures, too. Like, there, there was one point uh, early in the game where he just – Inside move on uh, Nicholas Petit Frere and <laughs> huge pressure. And it was when he wasn't getting home. Drew, drew that hole he from was, Petit Frere too in the second half. Yeah. He he set up um, sacks for other people just yeah. by push, pushing the pocket. Um, there, yeah, there was, sack uh, was all was all Hutchinson too. Mm-hmm. And, and there was when he lined up uh, against Juan Jones at one point and um, – the, la- the the other edge rusher, I don't know if it was Ojabo or not, forced uh, – yeah, it was Ojabo. Forced uh, Stroud kind of up in the pocket and Aiden Hutchinson just kept working for a sack. Like, him and Ojabo are just ridiculous. I mean, the, the numbers support that too. They they're the, they have the most sacks among uh, any duo in college football for a reason, right? Yeah, and uh, from PFF, his 50- he had 15 pressures in the game. That's that's most in PFF college football history. It's 2014, like, but still, yeah, go ahead. He 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 on multiple occasions made Petit Frere, who at points in time has been considered a potential first round left tackle. Day two at the worst, yes. Right, like he's considered one of the best pr- prospects among offensive tackles in the country, no that's doubt. Had a great year and, too. And, and Hutchinson just made him look like a backup, like made him look like a scrub. There was there was the one where I think. Was it um, it was a club rip maybe, and he just like Pedifrio just diving at him because he doesn't know yeah. what to do. He doesn't have the he didn't have the athleticism to get outside on him, but he doesn't also didn't have that the the hands to compete with the power that uh, Hutchinson has behind his hands. I don't know. It was it was a ridiculous performance. It was for a guy who's been the best defensive prospect multiple weeks on this show. You already said it, and you've watched it more than anyone. This was his best game of the year, and their biggest game. Yeah, and like uh, sitting on the couch, going into, like you know, watching the fucking pregame show. I'm like, for Michigan to win, Aiden Hutchinson has to be special, special, and he's been special all year. But he needs to take it to another fucking level, and he did. He did, and Michigan never does that. It was amazing, and he did. Um, yeah, so his 15 pressures. That's more than Ohio State has allowed to a whole team this year. Um, his, his he's got a pressure rate for more PFF shit, eighteen and a half percent pressure rate this year. And like to present a perspective, uh, Chase Young had seventeen point seven in, in his amazing twenty nineteen year where he was a Heisman candidate. Um, I think give Hutchinson the Heisman, man. Fuck it, give it is, to him. Is, is Hutchinson going to be the first pick in the draft? Is Hutchinson okay? Let me. That's a tough question. Is Hutchinson going to go above Kevon Thibodeau? Because it feels like that that it had been trending that direction, but it's still. Because uh, I think Aiden Hutchinson's, I do think that he will go ahead of him, um, but I, I it seems like people are still reluctant to think that. Maybe it's because no one's really fully immersed themselves in the tape of this year yet. But I think yeah. Hutchinson's clearly been better this year. Um, yeah, he and has. has 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 more in terms of pass rush. Like he is a better pass rusher than Kevon Thibodeau because of what he can do with his hands. And I think something people don't understand is at 6'6", 265, he's also a freak athlete. Like yeah. He was on the freaks list that yeah. Feldman puts out every year for a reason. And this is all coming off one year removed from a season-ending injury. Yeah. <laughs> I think I think you just put all the fucking the evidence on the table. I think he's going over Thibodeau. And 
like uh, they're not far off athletically. I think Hutchinson might be a better athlete. Like I don't know, maybe that's maybe it's a little hard to say, but like they're both phenomenal. Like I, what right now are you going to put on the table that puts Thibodeau firmly ahead of Hutchinson? And like I, I mean, I think they go one and two, but I'm just I'm just saying, and especially you know yeah. with, with Detroit, Hutchinson feels more like Dan Campbell, and you're keeping him in state. You know what I mean? Like it's all the all all the cards align for Hutchinson to be the first pick in the draft. Yes, yeah, I'm with you. Um, okay, just moving on up to shooting up the board. Then uh, I think first and I, foremost, go oh, go ahead. You go ahead. I was just gonna say I'm really offensive line heavy this week. I was gonna say first and foremost, I think you got to give it up to the Michigan offensive line. And uh, yeah, so I, I I specifically put Andrew Stuber down the right tackle. I uh, think but the Michigan mm-hmm. offensive line as a whole was dominant. I think Stuber and Vistardis, those two. Um, Stuber's a big boy out of right tackle. He's like three thirty eight. Uh, he had a really good game. I think Vistardis in the middle. He's a six-year senior. Uh, uh, Stuber's a, a redshirt senior. Vistardis six-year, but I think like he's like that really solid day three kind of center dude. And I thought he had a really nice game. Uh, Keegan had his moments too. Hayes was just solid, and, and Zinter's only a sophomore, but he, he had a nice game too. Obviously, all five of them were pretty amazing. But no, I think I think specifically in the draft, I think it's, it's Stuber and Vistardis. I agree with you. And Stuber's already at the Senior Bowl. Vistardis yeah. should go there. I, I would love to see him there. Yeah. Um, I don't think we've had a center added to the senior bowl yet. Anyway. Yeah, I, th- I think he should, like in my opinion, he should be a lock. He's had a great year all year. I think he's been the the best of the group all year. Mm. Um, I'm okay. I'll stay in state. Move to my favorite conference in the country, Mac, where Bernard Raymond looked every bit as good as the hype is for a Mac offensive lineman. Once again, uh, yeah, yeah. Once again, like. What he was doing against Eastern Michigan was hilarious. The way he can move in space at 6-7 and just blow up DBs. And I tweeted one out where he threw a corner. But he was doing like he was doing that throughout the game. And his ability to I, – and I use uh, – I'll, I'll stick in state for an example of how tough it can be for an offensive tackle to get out on a wide receiver screen and make a block against the DB, Panay Sewell dove into the ground on Thanksgiving trying to do it. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, Ray- Raymond just kept doing it throughout that game. And uh, a guy who's going to the Senior Bowl, who has dominated his level of competition, who's going to test off the charts. Yeah. Top 100 picking coming from the Mac. First round pick? No. No. Okay, how about but, this? Is he a better prospect than Eric Fisher was? Yes. <laughs> was the first overall pick. <laughs> Bad draft. Um, I'll, I'll give you a couple more offensive tackles. Please. Uh, Ickham. Yes. Who I've now tied myself to as a Steelers fan, hoping we lose every game so we can draft him in the top 10. Ickham Iquanu was just killing dudes against North Carolina. Anytime they pulled him, he just flattened linebackers. Like, if he's on you, you're dead. And in pass protection, he's he's cleaned himself up. I think a lot. Not that he was like super messy, but there there was flaws in that you thought he might have to be a guard in the NFL, and yeah. which I fully thought entering the year, and he has shut people like me up. Yeah, because he has the athleticism to hang at tackle, and his feet are just so much more consistent, and his base is always uh always strong, and he's using his hands obviously all the time. And there's just so much power behind his punch, and he was awesome. Uh, and Abraham Lucas, 
for Washington State. Washington State ran the ball over all over Washington. And at the same time, Jaden Delora had forever in the pocket. And Abraham Lucas deserves a lot of credit for his performance. A guy who's also going to be at the Senior Bowl, who I think people kind of forgot about because Washington State was yeah had other big storylines to talk yeah. about this year. But Lucas is a guy who's very still in that top 50 conversation in my mind. No, I, I totally agree with you. I totally agree. Um, do you know who had a phenomenal Iron Bowl? He got a, had a couple hiccups at the end. But I thought Roger McCreary uh, was a stud in that game. Seven tackles, four four pass defensed. Uh, he he was my number one defensive uh, prospect ever down. Yeah, man, he he was he had it. Like that was his uh, highlight real game. He, like he's had a really nice season, but like not flashy games. That's that's someone you throw on and like holy shit, McCreary's McCreary's the real fucking deal. Um, he had that like awesome easy pass uh, PBU deep on Mechie. Um He was the, the other one where he's just like. All day, it was like felt like multiple times they tested him, and it, it wasn't a PBU or anything, but like just in perfect coverage. One on that like that end zone shot, uh, I think in the third quarter, like just just perfect phase, no no doubt, no no panic from him at all. He looks like the, like the game is sl- play, coming real slow for him during the Iron Bowl, which is always just a sign of a really great corner. Um, after that end zone shot, actually, like he had that that big uh, PBU at the goal line um, on the third down too. Like I, I thought, just all day. Um, Mechie had a big game, but it wasn't, he, actually, I, I didn't think he had a good game though, but, um, it was not against McCreary. It was, like, he had the, the last one, the two point conversion, but other than that, um, McCreary was, was locked down. And I, I think people on Twitter, were, some people on Twitter were acting like he should have been calling PI a couple times. The refs were letting them play and he took mm-hmm. advantage of that. He's just physical as hell. And I thought, yeah, he balled out and he handled Jameson Williams pretty well. And then obviously again, he got ejected for targeting on a special teams tackle. Uh, but yeah, he handled Mechie and he was, he, he was running step for step. Another senior bowl guy who I can't wait to see yeah. match up with a loaded, a, a loaded, but interesting group of receivers in mobile. Yeah. I think he's going to be like that, that big test corner for, to see all these small school guys. Yeah, uh, I also put Georgia's front seven in general. They just Georgia Tech couldn't Georgia like Jeff Collins might not be the answer, guys. Georgia Tech threw for sixty eight yards and averaged two point eight a carry. Go back to the triple option: Nicobe Dean, Quay Walker, Nolan Smith, Devontae Wyatt, Channing Tindall, Jordan Davis, Travon Walker are all draftable front seven players. Uh, multiple top fifty guys in there, and then Jalen Carter might be the best of the bunch, and he's an extra. Yeah, they are just so dominant as a unit. Yeah. Um, oh. So, do, uh, do you have anyone else? Sorry. Yeah, I got lots of people. Um, oh, okay, go ahead. I was going to give a big shout-out to Garrett Wilson. I, I don't know where you had him, but... I, I didn't put him anywhere. It wasn't worth talking about Buckeye. <laughs> I thought he was fantastic. He, I thought he was the best player for the Buckeyes. And every time he touched the ball, he kept just making... You know, he was getting tough yards, it felt like. And just making stuff happen after the catch. Like, it wasn't breaking the big play, but then he had that fucking insane touchdown catch. But... Uh, wasn't breaking the big one really, but that 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 touchdown catch was fucking ridiculous. They're just like, uh, Gray was in perfect coverage too. It just 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 was ridiculous. And um, in a game where like you know Ohio State stunk it up pretty good, well, like it wasn't that bad, but they got dominated. Uh, Wilson Wilson was fantastic. Um, going to my game of the week: Western Kentucky versus Marshall. Early on, we're approaching halftime, and I was ready to put Billy Zappi on sliding down the board, mm-hmm. which is fucking sin in my house. 
Well, guess what? <laughs> the Zap Man pulled it together. Marshall was winning, and Western Kentucky, the Hilltoppers, end up blowing yeah. the Thundering Herd out. He throws for four touchdowns, three twenty-eight. He didn't get. He couldn't get into a rhythm early. He he had some off placement throws, but then something clicked, and they were just on. And it was downfield. It was like his receivers were running pretty open too, but. I don't know. It's a bad quarterback class. He looks like a day three guy who could mm-hmm. be a vet back up in this league. And I don't know. I love Billy Zappy. I, I do too. You know I do too. Uh, we've hit a lot of my guys, but I'll give you. I'll give you. I just got to mention Hassan Haskins again. Uh, that, that I mean, the offensive line was so fucking good, but I mean, it's not like he wasn't fucking fantastic as well. He's just a good back, man. I, he's going to get to the league and be a solid, solid running back for a long time, in, in my opinion. I mean. Five touchdowns, just absolutely ridiculous, but still. Um, well, go ahead. On the topic of running back, I wrote down three, not to the extent of Hassan Haskins, mm-hmm. but uh, three running backs who sound like they'll be in this draft class um, because Bam Knight, then C State back, participated in senior night. So did Ekum, by the way, for the Wolfpack. Um, he, he is my favorite type of running back, a day three guy who can impact special teams through, uh, as a return man. Uh, the passing game as a pass catcher of the backfield and provides spark as a runner reminds me getting the NC State Naeem Hine vibes again. He had 69 on the ground, 58 through the year, average 22 a kick return against North Carolina. He is an electric back. Really loved what he was doing. Have all season. He hasn't. Um, he hasn't had that like big time year that like I was kind of hoping. No, he well, would. The, the, well, he because he's like essentially him and Ricky Persons yes. are a full time split. Yes, um, uh, I, I wasn't knocking him. He's been really good, and uh, I mean, from our perspective, it's he's gonna. I think he's gonna be one of those under the radar day three guys that are gonna come in and be good in the NFL. Yeah, yeah, a guy who I will be starting in fantasy for several years. <laughs> um, Tyler Batty. Yeah, ba- Beatty. Sorry, Tyler Beatty. Um, who is a Batty? He is a Batty. Uh, a guy, another guy who's more of that satellite back type. Well, fucking Eli Drinkwitz realized quickly Arkansas sucks him, at dude. passing the ball and just fed him. He had 41 carries for 219 yards, and it was just chipping away. It didn't work out in the end, but he played a great game, and he is such a tough motherfucker. And despite yeah. being a, more of a compact back, I'd love to see him at the Senior Bowl. Um, There's so many good complimentary there. backs in this class. Yeah, and here's another one. Max Borgie had a great mm-hmm. game against Washington. Another guy who can – all three of these guys catch the ball well, yeah. which is kind of the, the best part about them. But Borgie looked explosive as hell. Um, getting out of the Mike Leach air raid, I think, helped his stock a lot. And, and But it's also nice that you can go back two years ago and he caught 86 passes. Like, you, he's got yes. a proven track record as a pass catcher, but this year I think he proved a, a little more of what he can do on the ground. Yeah, so is that the he recipe also, for, for running backs now? You go to an air raid and then you uh, transfer out and go to just a yes. running team? Yeah, smart. Uh, or you just have a coach get hired. To yeah, you get, <laughs> get your area. coach fired. <laughs> or leave. Uh, or promoted. Or promoted. Um, and he's one more touchdown away from setting the Washington State uh, touchdown wow. record. Deserved. Uh, one more name. Defense side of the ball. LSU. Damone Clark kind of took over that, that Tamu game in stretches. Uh, had the game closing sack. Ten tackles. Two and a half sacks. Three and a half TFLs. Um, has been really good for the LSU Tiger defense. That I think he... Yeah, he leads the country in tackles. Yeah. He's been their dude all year long. Good, good linebacker. He, 
Yeah, he's been, I think, one of the few bright spots yes. for the whole season. Yeah, I totally agree. Um, okay, sliding down the board. Uh, how many Ohio State guys do you want to mention? Well, I just mentioned one key one in each side of the trench. Go for it. Because I think those, clearly those are the two, the, that Michigan just beat them up in the trenches. Like, yep, yep. I, I don't think you look at that game and say Olave, Smith, and Jigba, and Garrett Wilson didn't step up because they clearly did. We already talked about Trevion Henderson. Like, the skill guys were there on offense. That offensive line was dominated. And it wasn't just one guy, but Petit Frere is the biggest name on that yes. offensive line. Yep. And he was beat, I think, the most. Um, he just couldn't handle Aiden Hutchinson's hands, nor the power. Uh, he looks like he needs another year of seasoning after that game. But that's also, I say that in a year, he played awesome up until that yeah. game. He'll still be a day two uh, pick. Like. Yeah, like I think, yes. Uh, and, totally right, though, dominated. And then other side of the ball, I mean, the Ohio State defense has been pretty bad all year. Mm-hmm. It's, it, And it, it had been playing better in recent weeks. But and in past years, it's been the secondary that's been the issue. I don't think you look at this game and say that. It's like no. the front seven just didn't exist. I mean, you talked about the Michigan offensive line already, and, and the Ohio State linebackers are a huge problem already. Um, it's just a really young group with a very much proven ability and lack of depth. But that defensive line was supposed to be was yeah. supposed to be good. Yeah. Um, and yeah, they lost Jonathan Cooper and they lost Tommy Togiai. But They've recruited so well. Larry Johnson's the best defensive line coach of the country. You expect them to just reload. Zach Harrison was never what anyone thought he was. Um, but that's not even the guy I'm pointing at. I'm pointing at Haskell Garrett. Mm-hmm. He was just blown off the ball each and every snap. He couldn't. He could not anchor down. The linebackers couldn't fill because the gaps were so fucking big. Yeah. And I, I don't know. I just point to Haskell Garrett because he was a guy who. I mean, neither of us ever drank the Zach Harrison Kool-Aid, but I think both of us thought Haskell Gear could be a top five interior defensive lineman in this class. Yeah, yeah, I think he had a whole, I think he had a bad year in general, but this was the worst of it. No, I, I put all the names you mentioned too. Um, Haskell Garrett, yeah, I think like more than Zach Harrison, but because he had to step up in the run game and it was fucking like you said, absolutely blown off the ball. And Zach Harrison. Uh, you know, there wasn't too many pass rush opportunities, but didn't flash really at all. I had the, I had the one uh, PPU that was a solid play getting his hands up early. Uh, other than that, not much there. Yeah, I put Petit Freire. I thought Munford just because that one rep, but in general, um, no, yeah. it, it was definitely the trench play. I did want to mention Chris Olave because now I don't think it was th- those four were, were decimated, but Olave didn't have a, a terrible game in the least. But I think in terms of the other wide receivers that we mentioned, Dawson had a fantastic week. Burks had a fantastic week. Gary Wilson was really yeah, great. Yeah, but we've, I mean, we've harped on that before, like two weeks ago, and then he he came back in a huge game. Like I, yeah. I don't think you're killing Chris Olave for this game specifically. I'm not. I'm not. But I just wanted to like, okay, that just first drive. Shit on more Buckeyes. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> like the the wide open drop in the end zone. Um, more on Stroud. Like that was. I don't know what that throw. It was late. It was wobbly. It was a bad throw, but he still should have caught it. Um, had that other, like, Keith, I think it was a third down drop when he was, like, just sliding back and should have brought it in. Like, I don't think it was a bad game, but just not a not a good game. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I just want to bring it up. 
Yeah, kick me while I'm down. Whatever. Um, I think Matt Corral. Yeah, that was my next good. guy. Yeah, because he he there was a point in time this season, early in the season, he was a Heisman contender. I think by pretty much everyone's standards, I, I, he, he was, was a front runner. And and he was, I think, the front runner to be the first quarterback drafted. Yep. And the Flew front runner to potentially be the number one pick. And down, like, yeah, he got hurt, but down the stretch, he just didn't play that well in general. Um, it really, like, the last, like, more than half the season, I think he was a disappointment. Yeah. Uh, just from what he had set as a standard early. Yeah. Um, and the Egg Bowl was just a very nothing game from him. Like, was he horrible? No, he missed some throws. The interception but was really bad. The, the interception was really bad. And like like I said, Dontario Drummond did a lot of the, the dirty work for them to win that game. And yeah. I don't know, like, I don't come away from that game thinking Matt Corral should definitely declare. And I don't come away from that game thinking Matt Corral's the clear quarterback one. I don't come away from that game thinking any quarterback should go in the first round in this class. Like, if I, honestly... If I'm gonna bet on a quarterback in this class, I'm gonna bet on the guy with the most tools, and that's Malik Willis. And I like I'm not sitting here saying Malik Willis should be a first round quarterback, but yeah. like, uh, like I don't know. Um, I'm actually just quickly scrolling through Dame Brugler's. Dame Brugler put out a mock today. So yeah, pick Pickett's, first, right? ten, yeah. yeah, Pickett's the first quarterback off the board, tenth overall. And no, thank you. Okay, yes, Sam Howell go sixteenth. So I don't know. No, I'm thank you. Cool, but, but uh. Point, oh, and Corral going the first round. Um, Washington was it? I can't remember. So he, yeah, yeah, yeah. So you have Malik Willis go? I can't remember. No. Okay, interesting. Like, I don't um, – yeah, yeah, interesting indeed. I'll, we'll leave it there. Um, <laughs> uh, but, I, like, I don't feel good about taking any of them. That's why, like, as a Steelers fan, I really want Ickham. And the next year we'll just suck for Bryce Young or, or CJ Stroud. Yeah. No, like, This I, quarterback class is, is – it's not as bad as the year fucking EJ Manuel went in the first round. <laughs> no. But uh or the year Christian Ponder went in the first round. Because <laughs> there's but, no Florida uh, State quarterback. <laughs> but uh yeah, just wild. Anyway. I don't I totally agree with you. I mean, obviously we have not dug into the tape yet, but I feel like quarterback's the one position you get a good feel for uh in season, you know, compared to the rest, you know? Um because that's the it's the prime time position. It's the one that matters the most. Sorry, the rest of the positions. Um <laughs> And that being said, I, I'm very, very not comfortable taking any of these guys in the first round. I, I totally agree. And I think I agree with you that if, if it's going to be anyone, it's Malik Willis and you're like a playoff team that has a starting quarterback and you're, you know, you can sit them and, and let them take over for your vet. You know what I mean? Like that type of situation. Yeah. Um, uh, you know, I, I was going to throw John Mechie's name here. I know he had 13 grabs for 150, but like, I don't know, the drops are kind of ugly and just gonna come away with super impressive. He did turn it up at the you know the last drive in the overtime, but he, he I he he won't declare right. You don't think? No, no, I don't. Why like, would he? It, why would he? Especially like you know, Bryce Young's coming back. Yeah. You apparently Bill O'Brien's coming back. Didn't get the Virginia Tech job. <laughs> wild. Um, I, I'm gonna stick with Bama, and we've mentioned a, we just mentioned a bunch of uh, running backs who will likely be in this draft. Um, one that will be is Brian Robinson Jr. And every time I watch Bama, and you've you've harped on this, yeah. he's just not that impressive to me. And but he still seems to generate talk. Talk. I don't know if it's just yeah, the that Bama like one back nice thing. run. Yeah, I don't know what it is. Yeah, he he had a thirty-seven yard run where it was a nice run, but you take that out of the equation, and and he ran for like forty yards. I think it was even that much. Less than, no, no, no. Sorry, less than forty. Less than forty. 
I'll pull up. And yeah. like he barely ran for a thousand on the season. He averaged four point nine. Like in an offense where I mean the offensive line didn't play well this year outside of a Neal, really. Yes. Um but with a quarterback in a passing attack led by Bryce Young, James Williams, like a potential Heisman quarterback, like Ryan Robinson, you need to do more. I don't I don't know. I see a shittier TJ Yeldon every time I watch him. Thirty four yards outside of that that thirty seven mm-hmm. yard carry. Yeah. I don't know. And uh, I'll, I'll give you one more. Mm-hmm. North Carolina running back Jeremiah Gamel. I like I liked him, but I didn't know, like, Jim Nagy said he's got the best instincts in the country. I didn't oh. know there was that much hype. But, yeah. And then against NC State, he, like, he missed multiple tackles on BAM. Ricky Persons was running through him. Uh, the offensive line was getting on him. He's, he lacks length. And he was struggling to get off blocks. And I like him. Yeah. And so I was hoping I was excited when Jim Nagy said that. I didn't think it, but I was excited because I was like, "Oh yeah, hell yeah, another Gamel head." And uh, yeah, he just didn't play very well. <laughs> um, oh, that's a good transition, Rob. My out of nowhere pro- prospect is the brother of a linebacker that you loved, Jelani Tavai. His brother, Jonah Tavai, good, eh? at San Diego State. Don't wait. Hey, don't put that on me. What the fuck? <laughs> you deny. It? You can't deny it. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he had, a, he had a big time game against Boise State. Three sacks coming out of the interior. Six foot two ninety five. He's a senior. Um, Eleven total pressures according to PFF two, which is, which is a uh, massive. I, I got his teammate later, and he was also a monster. Uh, not to spoil anything, and I think he benefited pretty good from that. But he was fantastic in his own right, and he was creating a lot of prof- pressure. And that that San Diego State front just dominated Boise State, and eh, I'm excited to see what they do against Utah State. This week, Jelani Tavai is playing great special teams for the Patriots right now. Okay, okay, I'm happy for you, buddy. Also, people forget there was another Tavai, Jr. Tavai, the linebacker at USC and played for the Titans for a year. That one was a hit for you. That was a hit for me. Played four NFL games. Um, <laughs> I'll give it two out of nowhere. Is Derek Hall the Auburn pass rusher? Who, yeah. Auburn just, I mean, Derek Mason came with a great game plan, just blitzing the hell out of Bryce Young. The Alabama offensive line couldn't handle it. Uh, Derek Hall was, I think, by far the most impactful of the front seven. He had three um, sacks, didn't he? Pretty sure. Yeah, and, and uh, he's just playing relentless. And, and another uh, defensive lineman who is relentless in, in their uh, um, rivalry game. Tyler Lacey, the Oklahoma State defensive lineman, and I could have put him for outplayed the box score because uh, just four tackles in the TFL, but he just kept coming up huge when they needed it, and he looked great against the run. He was he was suffocating Caleb Williams. He he had him moving a lot. Uh, interesting kind of tweener guy who plays some five-tech kicks inside. Uh, junior. I don't know. I like Lacey. Although he wears 89, which I don't want for a defensive line. <laughs> he's, he's, yeah, he's, he's been good for them. For sure. Yeah. Um, oh, I might as well stick in that game for my prospect. It made me look stupid. I, I think I've mentioned Nick Benito twice for sliding down the board this year. He was Oklahoma's best player mm-hmm. against Oklahoma State in Bedlam. They couldn't block him. Uh, it didn't end up mattering because the Oklahoma State defense played so well. Despite, I mean... 37-33 is a low-scoring bedlam. Uh, <laughs> a defensive bedlam, if you will. Um, but, yeah, Benito, I thought that was kind of his most... Felt like his most impactful game I'd seen this year. And he, he was... He was just going balls to the wall. 
the, the defense was creating points. You know, the muff punts and all that too. So like it was like yeah. it was a higher scoring game it, than it really was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh I'm you know what? Okay, I didn't have a clear guy like just for this week's performance. So it's a guy that we've talked about quite a few times. Um Isaiah Spiller, like I obviously wasn't super impressed in the summer, but I still thought he was a good back and he's He's had such a disappointing year. He had 11 carries for 27 yards against LSU. And Devin O'Shane is a better football player than Isaiah Spiller. So I just feel dumb forever kind of buying into Spiller. Like, this time last year, if you asked me, I thought Spiller would be like him and Hall were obviously one and two. And, you know, maybe not first-round guys, but close to it. And uh, then, you know, in the summer, it's like, eh, I mean, maybe he's not that good. And now at that point, this like, like day two, but still at this point, I'm like, I don't want to be the one buying him. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know where he's going to go, and I, I don't really want to be the one to draft him. Um. Yeah, fair. I, I mean, this running back class, like, we've talked about several day three, comp- like you said earlier, complimentary running backs. Yeah. Who, to me, I would much rather have than these guys I would have to take top 100. Yeah, just, just build a duo. Ju- it's a bad draft in general, but it's deep at several positions. I like it's bad. I mean, in terms of premium talent, premium talent at certain positions, but there's yeah. a lot of depth. The running back, I there's always gonna be depth, and you're gonna hit on guys. I mean, speaking of day three backs, like Elijah Mitchell's been great for San Francisco this mm-hmm. year, and that's just another one of those dudes. You know, yeah. I don't just know. just I, build I, me a duo out of guys we've named in the podcast. They're gonna be day three. Like on this episode, they're gonna be day three guys. Like, why not? Exactly. Give me, give me uh, Haskins and and Bidet. Like, come on, that'd be sick. Uh, prospect versus prospect matchup. Not that it was good, but I think it was the marquee matchup. Uh, Ohio State's offensive line versus Michigan's edge. Yeah, I, like, I put Michigan the, that, offensive Ohio State in the trenches, both sides. Yeah. Okay. Like you have to. Um, I, I think like that's the game to go to when looking at several of these mm-hmm. dudes. Uh, prospect who played the back box score. I put I put Punk God. Respect. Okay, good. I'm yeah. Let's hear Matt, it. I, how do you say his last name? Areza, I think. Areza. Matt Areza, the San Diego State punter who has Twitter ablazing. Punk God. <laughs> uh six punts, forty seven and a half average, two inside the twenty. Um be be that average is down because directional punting, pinning. Yeah. The net was forty four and a half, I believe. He's just an unbelievable punter. I, I put him for in the country for small school guy. Yeah. Okay. He like he's one of the best punters I've seen. I think he's the best punter I've seen since Michael Dixon at Texas. I think so fair? too. This like is my first real look at him. Yeah. Yeah. Same. Because uh, I don't. I tried not to watch any game Brady Hope coaches. Um, <laughs> especially because fucking at one point Brady Hope called that stupid ass fake punt and we didn't get to see a punt from mm-hmm. Ariza and mm-hmm. that's the only reason any of us were watching on a Friday. Um, he's averaging fifty one and a half this year, and it's funny because he's been there. Full-time field goal kicker for three years, but this is his first year as the starting punter. Um, yeah, and he, he he's like he's gonna go early day three if he declares. Yes, yeah, and he was kicking and, in this game, and like he's yeah, not... and, he, and another reason he played the box score is he went two for four on field goals. Well, what, the one field goal he missed, as he pointed in. out, was laces in. That's yeah. not on him. He's he had he had the lake from forty-seven. It was it was there. Yeah, he just he's missed. A great it laces... punter. Yeah, the first punt too, like. Like, right away, the very first spot, it was, like, 61 yards down at the 11. Yeah, yeah like, it was I was like, awesome. oh, shit. Guess what? My uh, my play the box score, I'm sticking with his teammate. Um, I, I'm going with Cam Thomas on the defensive side of the ball. Okay, so, so 
Yeah, let's talk about him. The, this wanna... is perfect because mm-hmm. I put him for overhyped. You know, I thought about it, but I thought he had a really good game. So, the, but here's me. I'm hearing all this first round yes. stuff with him. I was going to bring and that up. And this is my like like you just mentioned. This was kind of our first time watching a San Diego State game live this year. <laughs> yeah. So I, I'm ready to watch Cam Thomas take over as well uh, as well as Punk God, and, and and Cam Thomas played a good game. Um, but I, I thought especially the the pass rush didn't come till later. I felt uh, he looked really good against the run throughout the game. But the, and then I was like maybe. I've just mentally made up this this first round hype, but then like Dame Brugler's mock no, had him go in the it, first round. It's very real. So yeah, I, my point would would have been he had or is going to be <laughs> he had a really really good game. Yes. I don't know how refined he is. I don't think I see a first round guy. Uh, I think he had like nine pressures. It felt a lot to me. He had that that awesome, really just heavy handed, uh, quick shit. And the boy State offensive line played a shit game too. I think that made him look better. Um, early in the game, yeah, that really just easy, just swipe shed and just heavy hands. Uh, put the hit on Bachmeyer, and that that was the interception, uh, not his obviously, but yeah, I only had one sack, a couple TFLs, and that hit six five two seventy moves pretty well. Um, so I get the wanting to to put him that high. I, I don't, I agree with you. I think he's overhyped, but I still think he played a great game. That okay, that's fair because like I I I would have put him somewhere in a positive category. If that wasn't there, but uh, yeah, so I, I don't know. That's a guy you have to d- dive in on too. Like yeah, I can't do a snap yeah. judgment off one game against Boise State where you're not watching him necessarily every single snap. Uh, prospect. Oh wait, no, you're on overhyped now, right? Yeah, my my overhyped is uh, Drake Jackson, who is also a pass rusher, and who is also like always in top fifties. And it feels like he's just always in top fifties for the last couple of years, and I don't see it. I don't know when has he ever really been impressive, Rob. He wasn't impressive against BYU. I, just, I watched the game. <laughs> I don't know. Like, he just never pops to me. And he's always been top 50. And yeah. it's like we're, we're so late in the process now. Like, well, early in the process. But you know what I mean? Over his career. And he's still getting this top 50 kind of talk. And uh, I don't see it. I don't see it. I really never really have. Yeah, no, I'm a million percent with you. It feels like him and Zach Harrison, we, we both agreed to bet mm. this on. And it. I I assume it's tied with Zach Harrison. I don't know. Yeah, I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it, but I'm still seeing uh, okay. with Jackson. Yeah, same. Uh, transfer popped on the seam. I'm, I'm, I'm going with Blaze Aldridge, the Missouri linebacker who transferred over from Rice. Early in the Arkansas game, Missouri was all over them on defense. Shout out Steve Wilkes, the Tigers DC. Uh, <laughs> but Blaze was like the, the lead of that attack. Uh, ultimately, it fizzled, but um, he looked like a special teams linebacker to me. <laughs> I'm glad that yours is kind of low-key because... Um... Mine's kind of cheating. Mine's not a real transfer. and uh, A guy that's going to the senior bowl. I thought Michael Clemens had a really, really good game against LSU, though. Three and a half sacks, uh, PPU. He was a Juco transfer. This is cheating by my part, but I didn't have a good one this week. And I, I was, like, I, I didn't really, like, you know, pay attention to him but before this one. And I thought he was pretty impressive. Um, Who is the, oh, never mind. That was a stupid question. I was going to say, one, there should be an, uh, an award for transfer of the year. And then I was going to say, who is it? But it would have been Kenneth Walker. Yeah, or Jameson Williams. But yeah, Kenneth Walker. Um, okay, small school guy who caught your eye. Uh, so I had I had the the punk god here, but also in the same game, fucking chalky. Khalil Shakiri is good every single game. Seven catches, 74 yards, touchdown. The touchdown yeah. was like a really nice throw for, from the Hank man, but... It was, like, just a go in the red zone, but, like, Hank put it perfectly, but also just, like, the separation. Like it was pretty much, like, even 
as he crossed the as he crossed the goal line uh, with the DB and just separated, accelerated, and, and uh, caught the touchdown. Looked easy, but he's always fucking good, man. I'm I'm excited to see him at the Senior Bowl. Uh, I'll give you Jake Hayner, who we just found out is mm-hmm. transferring. He looked awesome against San Jose State. That was the, that's the first time I watched a Fresno State game since, like, September. Um, yep, he did. And, and just not going to wow you physically, but I thought a, a guy who could be in that day three conversation in this QB class because of, uh, like, kind of the Colt McCoy-esque play style. Um, he feels like a Washington I'll, quarterback, doesn't he, Rob? He, he does. And now he's back. Washington transferred to Fresno State. Kalen DeBoer is head coach. Takes the Washington State job. Now he's back in the portal. Is he returning to Seattle? Find out next week. Uh, and then two more small school guys who caught my eye, who I talked about as we recorded last week from our <laughs> – because Maction's over, I had to give my shout-out to Caleb Ellaby and Sky Moore. Ellaby played his best game in his final Maction game of the year. 338 and five touchdowns with 12 receptions, 206 yards, four touchdowns for Sky Moore. Sky Moore's awesome. Skymore is awesome. Skymore's a legit, like, well, they're both, I think, NFL prospects, just not this year. But Skymore is, like, really legit. Yeah. Skymore's been productive. You, I think you said this a week or two ago. Skymore's been productive since the day he stepped on Western Michigan's campus. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And they've got a history of producing talented receivers. Yep, they do. And I've got a history of reading ads. It's not every day you can double your money, but with MyBookie, you double your money instantly thanks to their double deposit bonus for all new users. With MyBookie's double deposit bonus, when you sign up at MyBookie.ag and use promo code SPORTSDRINK, you'll instantly receive double your initial deposit so you can kickstart your betting experience with all the best games, leagues, and casino options to choose from. Here comes their analysis. The Patriots are taking on the Bills this Monday night, and as they continue their quest to reclaim the AFC East title, Buffalo has looked like a legit Super Bowl contender. However, look for them to cover the spread. Set yourself up for success by doubling your first deposit when you uh, use promo code SPORTSDRINK at MyBookie. That's promo code SPORTSDRINK to double your initial deposit all the way up to $1,000. Bet anything, anywhere, anytime. MyBookie. And we have a new sponsor that you guys are going to love. Symbol is the stock market for sports that allows you to profit off your sports knowledge. On Symbol, you can trade sports teams like stocks, and every time your team wins, you earn cash. Use your sports knowledge on Symbol to buy low, sell high, and earn cash payouts when your teams win. Join the 7,000-plus early adopters who have started to invest in their favorite teams. Visit www.simbull.com to create a free account. And when you deposit, make sure to use the promo code SD. To make your deposit risk-free. That means even if you lose money, Symbol will refund your initial deposit, no questions asked. Join Symbol and start investing and profiting from your favorite teams. And Spotify Greenroom is there to be your live audio-only sports talk platform. It's free to download and to use. Talk to me, other fans. Well, not me. Well, could be me. Maction's over, so not me anymore. It's AJ's time to shine. Uh, in uh, Orlando Magic talk. Oh, don't get me started, man. Suggs broke his, fractured his thumb. <sighs> so, don't talk to AJ either. Perfect for watch parties, debates, post-game breakdowns, and reacting to breaking news. Share your own experiences on the app. All you need to do is download the Spotify Greenroom app, free in the iOS app store, create a profile, link your Twitter, and join the group. Follow me, well, not me, follow other people to be notified when their rooms go live. I won't be going live on Spotify Green Room on X day at Y time. Come with your spiciest takes. My spicy take is I finally uh, got a push this week. I did too. 
in the same game as you. Two, two, and one. Uh, no, no, three, one, and one, baby, Michigan. Oh, right, right, right. Duh. Congrats. But you ready for my my record on the year? It's great. Yes. Twenty nine, yeah. twenty nine, and two. Okay, that's way better than mine. Mine's a winning record, but not as cool. 38, 21, and 1. It's a hell of a year, man. You should be proud of yourself. But it all comes down to this week. The ultimate week where we're picking all 11 games. That's right. The 10 conference games and USC at Cal. It's it's one extra on a 10-pack for me this week. Um, Love that. Uh, do we count the USC-Cal game in this? Absolutely we count it. Of course. Okay, good. I, I didn't know if it would like was like bad too but i'm glad it's not (laughs) uh okay college football championship weekend conference usa friday 7 p.m cbs sports network western kentucky at utsa the hilltoppers are one point favorites after they ran through marshall and utsa got upset by the mean green I think this is a this is a tricky one. Starting off this week, Rob, I I went back and forth. This is at the Alamo Dome, the, the greatest venue in all of sports. Um, only second, well, second to the Kibbe Dome, of course. Um, but I I can't in my heart of hearts pick against the Zap Man. I just can't. I just can't. He's going to step up to the occasion. Uh, UTSA Meet Beep has been. Sh- not struggling. I mean, obviously they struggled this week, but like they've been faltering a bit in recent weeks. We've talked about it a little bit. Uh, Western Kentucky, they can falter at the beginning, and then they turn it on. Uh, Hilltoppers, top the conference. That's what I'm saying. Uh, I, I'm with you. Uh, I can't pick against Billy Zappi and the Houston Baptist crew uh, in Bowling Green, Kentucky either. I know it's going to be in San Antonio, and I love Jeff Trailer and I love Frank Harris, but... I don't know. It just it needed a bad taste in my mouth. The mean green ran through. Yeah. Also, Seth Latrell might have saved his job with that game. I respect that. I, I've always been a Latrell head. I'll say that. Um. Okay. Pac-12 Friday night. The other Friday night. Or 8 p.m. ABC. Number 10 Oregon versus number 17 Utah uh, in Las Vegas. The Utes are three-point favorites. Obviously, Utah beat them earlier uh, this season. I'm riding with Utah. I like Utah. Oregon just always seems disappointing. They seem like they're just riding high off that beating that fraud Ohio State team. <laughs> While Utah has found its way, it took some some bumps early, but once Cam Rising took over a quarterback, they kind of found the recipe. Um, run the ball and let Devin Lloyd kill people. Yeah, pretty much. You know who the big winner I think in this in this game is Rob. It's the Pac-12 for leaving Levi Stadium finally and moving to Las Vegas, which is a great home for the Pac-12 championship game. And uh, I'm taking the Utes as well. I feel very similar to you. Uh, why the hell would you not take Utah after they just smacked Oregon in the fucking mouth uh, not two weeks ago? Like, yeah. Why pick the Ducks? Like, uh, roll Utes. Okay, the most important game. Mm-hmm. MAC championship, 12 p.m. ESP- 12 p.m. ESPN. This game is normally on a Friday, I swear. I think it is, right? Yeah. Yeah, I don't I don't love that. I got a couple problems here. I don't love that I got to try and watch four championship games in that 3, 4 p.m. window, and I only get two at noon. But like, thank give God me we another, got the Mac, is what you're saying. Yeah, yeah, is what I'm saying. Give me, 
give me another at noon, right? Because, I mean, 8 p.m. you've got the ACC and the Big Ten. Like, you want just those two, in my opinion. But, like, throw the Mountain West or the, or the Sun Belt into that noon window. I don't know. And I mean, they, San Diego State hosted a noon game exactly. <laughs> this they week. Can do any, they can do anything. Uh, okay, but t- t- 12 p.m. ESPN, Kent State versus Northern Illinois uh, in Detroit, Motor City. Northern we, Illinois has, like, kind of fallen off the, their, yeah. their, their championship seat. Kent State's three-point favorites. I'm riding the flash, man. Like, Northern Illinois, their point differential is negative this year. Lombardi's, I don't know if he's going to play. I'm not sure he was out this week. Yeah. Uh, might be out again. Regardless, they, got routed, they got routed by Western Michigan. Regardless, he's not healthy. Kent State already beat them this year in maybe the MAC game of the year between the yep. Crum and Rudolph. That's that's a hell of a duel. I, I, I don't see a good reason why this is only three points. If I'm being completely K- honest, K- Kent State lives and dies by high-scoring games. Yes, um, they do. The like their two losses they gave up in the within the MAC, I should say. Uh, they gave up sixty-four to Western Michigan and fifty-four to Central Michigan. But I don't think Northern Illinois got the guns to do that. Uh, and Dustin Crum hasn't had the year a lot of people hoped for. But Marquez Cooper's freaking dynamic. In uh, I don't know if this is a shootout game. I just if Lombardi's not healthy, then I don't see Northern Illinois keeping up. Stop Rudolph, and you win this game. I think pretty much because you're gonna you're gonna yeah. score on, on Northern Illinois. Yeah, I'm taking Kent State too. Big Twelve championship. It's almost like a, it's a weird vibe because it's, so it's noon ABC. Number nine Baylor, number five Oklahoma State in Arlington. We don't normally get these two specifically in the Big Twelve championship game. Um, both teams play great defense. It's not like a normal Big 12. Told you, man. It's changed. It's changed. Especially with Oklahoma they, and Texas fucking off. But I'm, I know Baylor played Texas Tech close, but plus five and a half, I'm taking the Bears. Uh, Ryan Abram-Smith, I think Baylor has a little more to offer. Uh, is Bo Handon playing? I guess I should have checked that. I didn't check either. But that's, that's, I should have checked too. Um Regardless, I, I he's not on the he's not on the injury report. I'm gonna write him. Okay, um, <laughs> I'm also taking Baylor. I, you know, I'll give you two reasons. One, like you said, two good defensive teams. It feels like they're built to just play each other close, right? Like so, uh, apparently questionable. Uh, apparently, but regardless, um, so I think I think your your checkout is good. Um, they're kind of they're built to play each other tight, you know, and so I think I would have picked the points either way, but. Look, I think this is a this the Big Twelve is shifting a bit here, but one thing the Big Twelve is always good for is fucking themselves and shooting themselves in the foot. And that being said, the best way to do that would be uh, a Baylor win and Oklahoma State not going into the playoffs. So I think that's what happens. But regardless, <laughs> I take the points. Even if I think Oklahoma State, if they win, it's less than five and a half. Um. Yeah. No. I. I also think Baylor just has a more consistent offensive identity right now. Yes. Yeah. I agree. Like Sanders uh, has been, it's had a weird year, but been good for them. It's it's kind of weird. Um. Yes. Uh, Mountain West Conference, three p.m. Fox, Utah State in what should be the turnaround of the season by yeah. Blake Anderson. Yeah. At number eighteen, San Diego State. Brady Hoke was named Mountain West Conference uh, Coach of the Year. I think it should have been Blake Anderson. Definitely. Uh, for fixing Gary Anderson's mess. 
Um, Blake might be the most underappreciated coach in the country right now. Yeah, he did it at Arkansas State, which is a hard place to win. He's doing it again. It's a good uh, coach. I, I'm, yeah. I'm taking I'm taking Utah State. Respect that. I San Diego State's passing game, like their their backup quarterback had to come in to beat Boise State. Logan Bonner's coming off a five touchdown game. Utah State's got some dogs on defense. They're built. Their defense is built by transfers. They got um, one of the most dynamic pass catchers in the country, Devin Tompkins. I don't know. I just don't think San Diego State has much going for its offense. They don't. And like their punters are the best player. <laughs> I mean, that's actually accurate. I'm taking. I'm taking the Aztecs. Uh, it's a home game, but just like when the Chargers play there, there's zero home presence for San Diego State because it's in Carson, California. Uh, San Diego teams really got to stop playing LA. That's all I'll say. Um, but <laughs> push comes to shove. Um, I'm going to trust Cam Thomas and uh, Tavai to take over this game. But that single state offense is you, not fun. Good. You're known for trusting Brady Hoke. And I love Brady Hoke. I trust him with my life. Um, that offense is not fun, but they get it done. I don't know. Uh, Aztec up, baby. Um. Trickiest game Sun, of the week coming up. I'm going to say Sun it. Belt, Sun Belt, 3.30 p.m. ESPN, Appalachian State at number 24, Louisiana. Billy Napier's coaching this game, even though he's taking a Florida job. I'm I'm, I'm, I'm riding Raging Cajun. Napier takes him out on top. Agreed. Agreed. So, like, this game could go one of two ways. It's either, you know, the coach is leaving, you know, you shit the bed, you're, you're, you're done, and that makes sense. Like, that, that happens more often than not. But – I don't see that happening with Napier. I don't know why. Just something about this team, something about his vibe. I don't think they're quitting on him. I think they're, you know, like they're 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 playing for Florida's head coach. You know what I mean? Like I think that's something to be kind of proud of. He's been there for so long. This whole unit has been. Like, it feels like I mean, obviously not the running backs, but so many guys just feel like they've been there for for playing for him for so long. A lot of seniors, um, at home getting points too. I feel like this this and Kent. I think I think it's a tricky game, but I think them and Kent State are kind of like the. The two fun money, good picks of the week. Um, yes. Uh, sorry, I was just scanning to see because uh, I was going to ask you. I, I wanted to make sure we covered all the G five conference championships first. Which are you most excited for? Of the G five? Yes. I guess Houston and Cincy, which is our next game. Oh but, yeah, um, sorry. I I, I I power six guy over here. I know, I know. I, I don't know. That's a good question. I, I guess I guess Houston and Cincy. It's just because, you know, I want to see Cincy handle business there. If I may intro okay, this give, uh, well, well, we're on it. AAC, 4 p.m., ABC, number 21, Houston at number 4, Cincinnati. Uh, Bearcats, 10.5-point favorites. Are we both taking the Bearcats? Yes, I'm taking the Bearcats. I mean, it's it's in it's in Cincinnati, too. Uh, so that's just, something to be said, yeah. I, I refuse to believe Clayton Toon can, can keep uh, this Bearcats defense from – making him like keep i can't even say a sentence i'm so riled up i refuse to believe clayton toon can win this game and i refuse to believe clayton toon can hang more than 20 points on this team and i think the bearcats despite the houston defense being quite good i think that ritter is known for making a splash play here or there alec pierce is awesome i think uh, i think back. since he's had you know like they they've had their their downturn already, like and it, they didn't lose obviously, yeah. yeah. And I think it's like they know it's time. They know it's this is the game to go, and shut the fucking committee up and blow the doors off of the Houston Cougars, and cover that spread. Um, okay. I just want to say the conference USA is my the one I'm most excited for. 
Uh, yeah, it's a, that's a tricky game, man. SEC, 4 p.m., CBS, number one, Georgia versus number three, Alabama, in Atlanta. I'm running Georgia minus six and a half. Okay, I will say this. How many times have we seen it where the SEC fucking rigs the SEC championship game to get both teams in? I think it's happening again. I, I'm going to take Bama plus the points because I don't trust the SEC. That's the only reason. Um, I, I mean, that's fair. They've, the SEC needs this to be a close game for both to get in. Yes. Oh, well, not for both. Well, they need Alabama to win, but I don't think they want that. Ultimately, they want Alabama to lose close and get in. Yes, I agreed. Uh, but I, I just – that offensive line looks so bad, yeah, and this is the Georgia front seven. The Georgia defense is going to cause points. I hope Georgia goes out and blows the door off them. Me, me too. Fuck Alabama. Yeah. Or, or more more so not, – not even fuck Alabama. Fuck putting them in the playoffs. Yeah, no, I agree. I'm, they've had it enough. Get them out of there. Uh, Big 10, 8 p.m. Fox, number 13, Iowa, versus number 2, Michigan, in Indy at Lucas Oil. Wolverines, uh, 11-point favorites. I have to take Iowa, plus the points. I'm I'm scared. I don't know. I'm scared, Rob. Like, last last week was the game, obviously, but it's also the game of the, the season for Michigan. It's, it always is for both programs, obviously. Something about this <laughs> has me scared. I really hope they pull it off, but I think Iowa covers. Okay, you're a coward. I, I'm taking I Michigan. I, I've got nothing else to say. ACC, 8 p.m., ABC, the the best of the best. <laughs> Save it for last. Number 15, Pitt, versus number 16, Wake. Wake, three-point dogs in Charlotte, essentially a, essentially in, in their territory. Yeah. Abner Doozy going to get the Notre Dame job if he wins <laughs> this game. Dave Clawson just signed an extension. I like Sam Hartman and this Wake team too much to pick against them. I know you're a picket head, so yeah, me. I'm a, I love picket. No, I I think it comes. I think it's <laughs> it's a this is like a like a, not a good football game, but I think it's gonna be a fun football game. And uh, I think it comes down to that that Wake passing attack, and I think that that Pitt secondary doesn't have the goods to stop him. This year, Kenny Pickett threw more touchdowns than he had in the previous three years combined. I just want to say that. I think it's gonna be a shootout. I, I I'm gonna pull up the, I hope the, so. the total I hope right so. now. I think it's gonna be, and I think in the, on the flip side, Iowa and Michigan is not gonna be. Oh, the total is 70, 72 and a half. So over. Uh, and finally, eleven p.m. After all the, the important games, uh, you got the real happen. important games. Yeah, eleven p.m. FS1, USC, at Cal. Absolutely nothing on the line. Neither can be bowl eligible. <laughs> Which they're fighting sense. to they're fighting to be five and seven. <laughs> Trojans, I'm taking the Trojans. They got the Lincoln Riley bump. The boys are gonna play. <laughs> ja- Jackson the Dart, same thing. Yeah, my friend of the show, uh, Matt McCoon, said Jackson Dart says best at late at night, and this is as late at night as it gets. Oh yeah, I totally totally agree. under the lights at Berkeley on Championship Saturday. This is the game of the week. Uh, I totally agree. The Lincoln bump. It's it's gonna be true. Uh, Go Trojans. Good work, AJ. Long app. Had to, had to cover a lot. American Thanksgiving games caused more talk, I guess, and all the conference championships. Best of luck. You too. Um, f- with Western Kentucky. Thank you. Yeah, with your Hilltoppers, baby. Good luck or, to the Hilltoppers. In the Buckeyes basketball season, as they probably are about to get destroyed by Duke. It's 2 nothing, Duke. Go Blue Devils. <laughs>